We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for this Monday edition. Martin Luther King Day across the nation. And a myriad of celebrations and concerts and speeches throughout uh, Western Pennsylvania. And we're going to have guests on the show today to talk about that. Kath, staying warm? I am staying warm, John. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Coming up in our 5 o'clock hour, uh, Pittsburgh-based counselor and speaker Tony Turner will be here as we honor the memory of uh, Dr. King and talk about what it means for us going forward in race relations that are, what, open and kind and still honest Yes, and real. Exactly, which is our relationship with Tony. Right, yeah. So we're looking forward to that. So please join us in our 5 o'clock hour. She tells it like it is. Yeah, uh, it's been a a weird weekend, has it not? It's been a weird weekend of news. Yeah. Um, The March for Life that happened on Friday drew a lot of weekend attention because of Not because of the... What, the march itself. 300 or 350,000 people that were there. Which is fabulous. Have right. you seen the video? There's a time-lapse yes. video. I loved that Holy video. Smokes, yeah. That was a great idea for somebody to do that. Sure just was. To see how many, the how many people, people were there. Now, keep in mind, and I try to be open-minded about this, but I think I'm saying the truth. According to the media, the mainstream media, it's like the March for Life never happens. Right. We went right by it. We went right by it. I, I appreciate that there was a lot of conversation about the March for Women. Yeah, of course. Which has devolved into, you know, ridiculous anti-Semitism and very, very happy to see so many groups like the DNC and Amnesty International, et cetera, backing out, not being a part of that. Um, but there was a lot more attention focused on that than there was on the March for Life. Of course. That's just the way it is. But then the March for Life ends up getting this weird focus because of this viral video that I saw for the first time Saturday morning. Right. Which is, it started to make the rounds over the weekend, Friday night into Saturday, and then turned into something completely different on Sunday. So essentially, if you were out of the loop, there was a, a group of men, black Hebrew Israelites, which I knew nothing of. I, I did not. I was not familiar with this and so, sect, or would you call it a sect? Yeah, I guess you'd call it a sect. So the interesting thing is, anytime there is a demonstration, right, the core of the demonstration or the core of the awareness, like the, the March for Life, not necessarily a demonstration, but it, it was an awareness march. So around that, as people gather, there are always other groups that assemble as well. Who aren't necessarily interested at all in the March for Life. No, what they're interested in is being seen and heard, right? They take the opportunity to engage, which is great. That's That's what makes America, America. So on the mall on Friday afternoon... Uh, a group, a small group, just five guys, black Hebrew Israelites, gathered and they set up shop along with Native Americans and Catholic school groups and whatnot. Now, on that particular day, on Friday afternoon, 
there was a collision, mm-hmm. which you could... Not a physical collision, but an ideological one, a verbal one. Yes. And I think it was less about ideology than it was more about... Shouting? In the midst of it all was the MAGA hat. Make America great again. I don't think that was the midst of it all. I would say the midst of it all were the Hebrew Israelites that were kind of in the center of it. Now, it's hard because we watched a very long video. Two hours. Which two was, hours and 20 right, minutes long. Which was published by a man who was a part of the Hebrew Israelite right. group. On, um, on their page. Right. So it's about an hour and a half long. And where did we find that at first? That was a CNN's website. I think uh, they linked to that. I th- yes. Okay. So it's a it's an hour and a half video um, which just details the Hebrew Israelite sect, that's what they're called, um, who are just shouting stuff at people. So they start the, – the video close to the beginning, they start calling out Native Americans. Okay, So they, they start saying you know, the – I guess the basic foundation of their argument, if you want to call it that, is that God took your land away – because you were worshiping idols. Right. So that's what they're – they're shouting things like this with expletives added to it toward the Native Americans. It's, it's really interesting because, again, I knew nothing about these, the black Hebrew Israelites. They've been around since the 1860s. I, I read, did some reading about them today. Um, yeah, at the time in the 1860s, as African-Americans still held in slavery, looking for a new identification, looking for strength, especially especially spiritual strength and solidarity, yeah, to be connected with the Israelites, right, children of God. That was the, the crux of it, the beginning of it all, that two men separate from themselves believed that they had a dream, that they had a dream and that they were called into the fold of Jews, and the connection of a new life for for Americans, for African Americans here, a new strength, a new vision. Now, later on in the 1930s in Harlem, there was a seminary that was uh, created around these beliefs. And it has been, in some ways, part of the American culture. In a however, very small way. Right. However fringe, however, uh, who's Kendrick, the rapper? Kendrick Lamar's cousin is apparently a Hebrew Israelite. But now Kendrick Lamar is as well. No, he's not. His, his cousin is. I thought he said on he, his he, last video. No, he said some things in his last video that were quotes from his cousin. That's as I understand it. I see. That's as far as I know. Okay, so okay, so there's a mix here, right? A mix of theological, political, social. Okay, and all these things are colliding verbally on the mall right in front of the Lincoln Memorial last Friday. Native Americans, black Hebrew, Israelites, Catholic schoolboys. Right. So we've already talked about the, the Native Americans being called out by the Hebrew Israelites. But then as the video goes on, you start to see this group of maybe 40 white high school kids, yeah. some of whom, not all of whom, but some of whom are wearing the red Make America Great Again hats. Right. And the kids, I got to tell you, they look like a bunch of goofy kids. They're kids. They're not, they're not ag- aggressors, no. but they're clearly kind of a little amped up by the, in, by the loudness of this altercation going on with the Hebrew Israelites. Have you ever been to Washington, D.C. for a protest? Never. I have. I mean, back in the 70s, this was like 1972, my brother had just come back from Vietnam. We drove down, my brother, uh, me, and two sisters and a brother-in-law. 
and we were on the mall. I mean, it's almost the same sort of scenario. There's this mix of people. I have photographs of this. Um, and so as a kid, I would probably was, you know, maybe About four, the same age. 14 or 15. You're absolutely overwhelmed and amazed by what you're seeing because there you are. This is your first sort of lick of real democracy where everyone has a voice. You're free to speak. And it's a mishmash, as you might expect. That's what these guys walked into yesterday or on Friday. I'm sure they were gobsmacked. Yeah, by they were. The they did look gobsmacked. So apparently, they start the the kids start being a little scared, maybe a little concerned about what's going on with the type of rhetoric that's coming out of the Hebrew Israelites because it's very incendiary and it's aimed at every every person group you can imagine and it's full of expletives and so the kids decide apparently that they're going to do a school cheer to kind of you know right either drown out the voices or amp themselves up right so they're doing the school cheer at which point the black israelites or the hebrew israelites uh start saying that they look like a bunch of school shooters right. okay anyway the, the whole point of it is that it just totally descended into mayhem oh my gosh. right and it Jeez, ended it, no one looks good it ended it seems with this native american guy this older man who's a vietnam vet walking with his drum over to the group of catholic school kids and this is the video that we all saw over the weekend but we only saw about eight seconds of it right right so- was saturday morning I opened up Twitter and I saw this video of this Native American guy banging a drum and this white kid who looked like he was smirking. He was he looked like he was he was looking down on the guy. He looked like a punk is what he looked like. Okay, that was eight seconds of video. Well, everyone on Twitter and on social media everywhere responded like this kid is obnoxious. How could somebody who's wearing a Make America Great Again hat, who's clearly white, who's clearly less than 18 years old, how is he standing up to some poor Native American guy who's just trying to assert his you know, belief in his ancestry? And of course, you can imagine how this kid was vilified hated i mean he was just the absolute scourge of the internet right it was a firestorm of criticism everybody chimed in and so for a brief time that boy and the school and all the surrounding families in that community they themselves essentially were under siege death threats as you might imagine i mean they were called out by the diocese of which they were part of right and they were called out by their mayor right i mean it was just a bad situation but then seemingly on sunday this two hour and 20 minute video which was shot by the black hebrew israelites surfaced on youtube and then it shows a completely different situation a total 180 of the narrative which was reported by the mainstream media and which we were led to believe listen that eight seconds of video that i saw that you saw that looked so damning to this high school kid when you see when you see it in context, it looks completely different. It surely does. It really does. So I, there's a lot to be said. You know, and I know the, the president is mocked often for hashtag fake news. But we live in such a funhouse mirror of connectedness where it depends upon your angle of the unfolding story or who you're speaking to, whether it's real news or not. It, it's really interesting. So we'll talk about this uh, as the show goes on as well. But we're going to go to the White House in a few minutes with our first weekly guest. Greg Clugston will join us from SRN News. Stick around, would you please? This is The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We've got lots more ahead on Martin Luther King Day here on Word FM.
101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? Marley Financial plans are all penalty exempt. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG. This is today's entertainment answer. So are you excited that Christmas is less than 50 weeks away? No? Well, if not, then here's the movie for you, Grinch. Families everywhere can ring in the new year with Dr. Seuss's The Grinch on February 5th from Illumination and Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. The new home edition contains more than 60 minutes of bonus content, including three mini-movies. It's rated PG, and it's the perfect night in for the whole family. And for a chance to win a Blu-ray combo pack, visit mungleshow.com. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. Now, how much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. Every Monday, our first guest here on The Ride Home is Greg Clugston. Greg Clugston is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, my friend, happy Monday to you. How are you? And the same to you, John. Good to be here. Thank you, yes. Greg, John and I have just been laying out the story of the uh, video from the March for Life that initially on Saturday morning vilified the... uh, young Catholic high schoolers, and then by the end of last night, it's turned the whole narrative around, and now we've got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who have to apologize. And it makes me think of that that's not the only story that has a resonance when it comes to just blowing things out of proportion or talking or making judgments too fast. Let's talk about the BuzzFeed story about President Trump telling Cohen to lie to Congress. Right. So the BuzzFeed story came, was released online uh, late Friday, 
in the evening. And you're right. It said that uh, citing two law enforcement officials, BuzzFeed was reporting that President Trump, while president of the United States, directed his former personal lawyer, uh, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress. Now, we do know that he that Cohen has since pleaded guilty to lying. He's going to be serving time uh, after he testifies publicly uh, before Congress here in just a few weeks. But what happened is uh, the entire media establishment uh, jumped on this story, and because it was a very serious allegation in the story, um, people were, were drawing all kinds of conclusions uh, that we're now today maybe backing off a little bit, because what happened was a, a very uh, unusual occurrence from the special counsel's office. They issued a statement after the BuzzFeed story came out that was disputed of the story. I'm sorry, so Greg, I'm sorry. Robert, we, we, we had a little hiccup there. Uh, what happened? The uh, There was a dispute about the original story? Yeah. Okay. Spe- spe- the special counsel uh, office, Robert Mueller's office, issued a statement disputing the accuracy of the BuzzFeed story. I see. Uh, it did not give, uh, John, it did not give any specifics uh, as to what it was talking about, except to say that the characteristic, how the story was characterized uh, regarding uh, Cohen and how they came about learning that he lied to Congress was different from what the BuzzFeed story said. So a lot of people... Kathy, to your point, basically had to back off some of the, you know, end of the Trump administration storylines right. that a, a lot of people were running with. Right. Um, you know, it's so such a waste of energy. The question last week when the BuzzFeed story came out, it might have been Thursday, was, OK, so if this is true, what does this mean for the Trump presidency? And I think, aren't you supposed to ask if this is true before it's ever printed in the first place? Well, that's good. Yeah, that's, you know, that kind of goes back to a basic tenet of journalism. And unfortunately, we are living in a society and a, in a journalistic world right now where a lot of those questions get asked afterwards instead of beforehand. And it's a, it's a, now, now to BuzzFeed's, um, in their defense, they are, they are standing by oh, their the story. story. Okay. The, uh, the editor in chief of BuzzFeed, Ben Smith, he, um, has released even, um, an email exchange between one of the reporters on the story and the special counsel's office telling them, hey, we're going to run this story later tonight. Would you care to comment? And there was no comment. Now, later, the special counsel's spokesman said, we didn't uh, understand exactly what the story was going to be saying, and we wanted to uh, at least say that part of it was inaccurate, which was um, somewhat remarkable because the special counsel's office has been very tight-lipped right. about um, most reporting about the Russia probe. Right, which is good. So, Greg, does this go back to um, sort of the um, first in the door or the ultimate scoop, right? Uh, BuzzFeed wanted to make a name for itself, and better or worse, they clearly have at least at this point. I personally don't know these two reporters. Um, I'm not sure either is based in Washington, which is sort of interesting. um, One of them may be, but I think one's uh, maybe even on the West Coast. But, you know, BuzzFeed has uh, broken some news in the past on the Russia investigation. They have a stable of of reporters and journalists who do have good reputations in the industry. I don't know what the what if there was any special motivation here other than if they in fact did have two law enforcement officials. Ex- beyond those officials, what 
proof did they have? Were there, was there documentation? Was there an email chain that actually showed that the president directed Cohen to lie? Is there any sort of audio or video recording? A lot of that we simply don't know uh, beyond these two anonymous uh, federal you know, law right. enforcement officials. So but, it, it just has a lot of questions still hanging out there. And so these charges, if they prove to be true, which of course it's all up which, in the air. Which again is the question that should have been asked before but, it was ever printed. But if they were true, this is a bombshell and could certainly be an impeachable offense or more. Yeah, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at a felony of somebody who is uh, in the office of the presidency, whereas some of the questions that relate to Russia and collusion and the 2016 campaign involved Donald Trump uh, before he, w- he even became president, um, although there certainly are questions about uh, obstruction of justice and how he dealt with the firing of Jim Comey at the FBI and all the rest after he was at the White House. But you're right. This is a this is a this is a sort of a bombshell story, and uh, everybody w- went with it. I know at SRN News we did not ignore the story. We waited until there was uh, some reaction from the White House, um, which of course was swift. They were denying the story, and then we also reported on the special counsel's reaction, which was unprecedented in some respects. So we did not ignore the story, but uh, we were careful not to, um, you know, take it and um, sort of, you know, look down the road as to what that may or may not mean. I don't know what's happened to our country that we have become so eager to just believe whatever's out there. I mean, so let's move on then to the video that John and I opened our show with talking about the the white Catholic school kid from Kentucky who ends up in an eight-second video face-to-face with a Native American beating a drum. And on Saturday morning, it seemed like he was the worst person on earth. Right. And and as as he and the representatives from his family have had had announced over the weekend, they'd been receiving death threats and uh, hate messages and all kinds of uh, sort of evil responses to that. And uh, it's true that the, you know, the initial clip that was seen uh, did not portray him or the other young people in a very positive manner. Uh, but again, it gets to the idea of we were looking at that, uh, you know, we say we, we collectively were looking at that scene uh, through a very, very narrow lens, right. which, is, uh, which is often the case uh, with various journalistic, um, you know, endeavors as well. And so it's important not to jump to conclusions uh, but you're right, Kathy. It does seem that that is a way of describing our American way of life right now, of not only responding um, immediately to something, and outrage is often the case, but also uh, everybody needs to express their feelings one way or the other, as opposed to just taking something in and, uh, and uh, you know, thinking about it. Right. Okay, so Greg, here we are. Uh, I think this is day 31 of the government shutdown, yeah? It is day 31. Uh, Congress does come back into session tomorrow after um, a long weekend. This was supposed to be a week of recess for lawmakers, but they decided to uh, be back in work at the Capitol starting tomorrow because of the government shutdown. Now, of course, as you know, over the weekend, the president did uh, issue a new proposal for uh, trying to at least get talks, you know, started Started, again with, with the Democrats. I don't think anybody believes or expects that what the president laid out in that speech on Saturday is going to be accepted entirely by the Democrats. 
but there is a hope by some people, including um, you know a lot of Republicans, that at least there is an uh, there is an offer on the table to be discussed. And and what has been discouraging so far is that a lot of Democrats, including the leadership, have simply said this is a non-starter. They're not even going to accept the premise of the offer made by the president. Right, and the, to, I think to a lot of average Americans, that's just a lack of common sense or just knowing what procedure is. I mean, I just finished, you know, over the last couple of days, I've been bargaining, trying to get a pair of shoes on eBay. So, I mean, this is a simple thing that people do, right? Is it's, it's like a barter economy or, you know, so I, someone is asking a price, but I bid something else. And then he thinks about it and then he comes back with his price. And then I think about it. And I, I mean, this is what we do, right? This is how we work it out. I, it is, it's frustrating. I'll speak for myself that I can't see that happen with our elected officials. Right, and you know the problem. One of the problems is compromise is viewed by people on the extreme end of you know each end of the political spectrum as something that you simply cannot allow. And compromise is exactly what is needed to end the shutdown. And so there has to be some give and take, is what you're talking about when you give the the eBay example. So when President Trump says he's willing to give three-year temporary protection to Dreamers. And the Democrats say, no, we want permanent. Well, okay, at least you've got your parameters. Let's work, you know, toward the middle from those two perspectives. But so far, we haven't seen that. So essentially, there is no end in sight to this. This could go on for yeah, an and, indeterminate and so amount what, of time. And so what happens to the, you know, so I, I certainly have a lot of compassion for anyone who's not working right now. Um, those people, though, who are not going to work but are still assured because of that congressional legislation that they will get paid. Okay, so that's one thing. But what about the people, Greg, like the TSA workers, the air traffic controllers who are coming to work, who are considered essential personnel and are still not getting paid? Yeah, that's that's real troublesome. In fact, uh, the trans- TSA, Transportation Security Administration, earlier today announced that yesterday TSA employee absences reached 10% yesterday. Um, on a normal Sunday or weekend, it's it's about 3%. So, and, and one of the reasons is you've got TSA workers, for example, who have families, and they can't afford daycare uh, because they don't have a paycheck coming in, so they have to then stay home from work to be home with their kids. That's just one example of how that plays out. And so it's been suggested by any number of people it may take something as drastic as you know, a major disruption of air travel or, or some other part of the economy that is going to affect many more millions of Americans before there's any kind of a pressure point on the Democrats and the White House to, to try and seek a solution. Yes. Well, Greg, we're happy that you're not part of the uh, federal government payroll and have found the time to be here with us. Thanks so much. <laughs> Same here. Okay, bye-bye. Our pleasure. Greg Clarkson, SRN News White House correspondent, a weekly update from the White House. Stick around. We're going to talk about adoption next with Marsha Grayson. If you take a look around your hometown, you might notice that there seems to be a mattress store on every corner, each with a different sale every weekend. Where do you start? And how do you know if you're actually getting a good value? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, what you see is what you get. You'll find our hand-built, high-quality mattresses at the same great price every day. Stop by one of our local factories or stores to experience the Original Mattress Factory difference. Great beds, no bull. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. 
Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an Original Mattress Factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge, January 25th through 27th. Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to select area theaters. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. Featuring the best faith-focused films of 2018, plus exclusive pre-release screenings for 2019, like Run the Race from executive producer Tim Tebow and the highly anticipated Easter release breakthrough made possible by Geneva College. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for times and locations. Sponsored by Calusi Chevrolet, Grace Wellness Center, and J&D Waterproofing. Imagine your business on the first page of a search engine like Google or at the top. What would that do for your bottom line? The answer is at Salem Surround. Digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. As we start 2019, we so much appreciate the support of one of our newest clients, Grove City College. So thanks to everyone at GCC. John and I and everyone here at the Ride Home are grateful for your partnership. Clearing and bitterly cold again tonight. We'll have a low of two above in town with outlying areas below zero. Then tomorrow you'll see sun mixed with some clouds. It'll be warming up somewhat with the high 33. Tomorrow night becoming cloudy, followed by rain getting underway, freezing on many surfaces with temperatures staying in the low 30s. Rainy and turning milder still for Wednesday. Mine will be 46. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Well, Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl again. Oh, I just... And a non-call helped the L.A. Rams secure their spot in the Super Bowl. What a weird day of football. So welcome to post-official misery, New Orleans Saints. Holy smokes. Come on in. The water's warm because as Steeler fans, we've been living with it for the last year. (laughs) They got absolutely robbed. They sure did. And should have gone to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they should have gone. How bad is that? That's really bad. How bad... Is that I know? Why couldn't they have just stopped the game? Okay, so if you're they going to have replay, if you're going to have replay, which we do, I can't stand the fact that some things are not replayable. Right? How can that be? Why would that be? Right. This so you, entire season long, all this work, all this effort, and because of that crazy rule, no, nope, that's not challengeable. They say. Well, you can see it. Every, and within three seconds, it's on your screen in, right. at home. So why wouldn't the NFL go, wait a second, let's make this right? Right. So, I mean, if that's not pass interference, there isn't any right. on earth. Plus, it was a helmet-to-helmet collision. Yeah. It was two penalties. Yep. 
So two games, playoff games, both in overtime, yeah. right? I mean, how about the, the coin toss at the other game and then the score and then they don't get a chance to rebut? I hate that. That's crazy, too. I hate that overtime rule. I really, I know that's, I know that the college thing seems crazy because it can go on and on, but at least it's more fair to me. I think it should Every, be fair. You should have, everybody should get the ball. Yeah, I think so, too. Give me a shot. I right? mean, I just, so, and I don't understand the idea that if you get a, a touchdown, you win. But if you get a field goal, then the other team What's, has a chance to get a field goal. It seems very like, arbitrary. Why can't we? Everybody should. Too much is riding on the coin toss. I know. All season long, all this time, all Can, this. Yeah. I can't stand the Patriots people. Yeah. Well, oh, wasn't I mean, that? Did you watch the game last night? Sure, I did. Did you think that the Chiefs won? I mean, after they got that last touchdown, were you like, okay, finally? Yeah, but look, the Chiefs had no D. They just could not stop. On that last drive. Oh. All I can think of is as Steeler fans, we have watched the Patriots do that to us. Yes. How many? T- hey, but, let me say one other thing. Tony Romo. He did a great job. Was he like, he had like a premonition. He called, like on that last drive, he called every play that they ended up running. Yeah, he did. How did Gronk, he do that? Because he he's in that pocket. He knows. He does that every game that he commentates. What the heck? He does he a really does. good job. Yeah. That was really impressive. You know, I love John Madden. But he's as good as John Madden, yeah, if not he is, better. He is, I think ab- he's better. He yeah. is so good. Yeah, he really Plus, is. Plus, he gets really geeked. <laughs> yeah, he's a fan, and isn't it's he? That's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. He really is. So, okay. When's the Super Bowl? Is two weeks two from weeks. yesterday. Who are you rooting for? Maroon 5. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stick around. We're going to talk about adoption next. The three particulars involved. Marsha Grayson's with us in a few minutes. Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. Some people have looked at it and maybe don't like the conclusions, and so they say, I'm just going to take a space that basically says I'm not committed to any particular viewpoint. This week, Dr. Kirby Orkland looks at John Chapter 4 in a series of topics that can be considered difficult subject matters of conversation in a series entitled Not for Polite Conversation. Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law on estate planning for the everyday person. There's a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. We try to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from 45 to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to. Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. 
National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-311-9115. 800-311-9115. That's 800-311-9115. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Founded in 1794, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. When you talk about adoption, I think a lot of people, of course, rightfully so, think about the child and the adoptive parents, the the parents who are welcoming the adopted child into a new family. But I think oftentimes, I'll say this myself, I never, ever think about the family where the adopted child has come from. And if I do, I'd say, well, you know, clearly there was something wrong with that family to let that child go. They were the bad guys. Well, Marsha Grayson is with us. Marsha is a lawyer here in the city of Pittsburgh. She deals oftentimes with adoptive issues. Here to talk to us about adoption in the particulars. Marsha, welcome to the show. Thank you. So we're talking in particular about child protective services, which is kind of another layer that makes us think that, okay, so if child protective services are called in and the kids are removed, then clearly the birth parents are the bad guys. That's not always the case. Um, That's one of the misconceptions regarding um, how children get into the system. A lot of times, um, sometimes children get into the system because of neglect and not necessarily neglect as we would think of neglect. Sometimes it's um, a matter of not taking the children to the doctor, keeping doctor's appointments. A lot of that sometimes has to do with resources of getting Mm -hmm. the children to the doctor from from transportation to right, and parents all having to be at work things. and right exactly and a lot of our uh, parents are people who work hourly wages so if they take off to take their child to the doctor then a lot of times their paycheck is diminishing if you take off too much time you don't have a job and so i think that a lot of the different families of families parents of parents i think the common denominator with the parents that are involved in the system um, is basically income in the poverty level. So sometimes they don't have the same resources and um, supports that other parents have. So if I have to take my child to the doctor, then I have a job where I'm not an hourly employee and I can get PTO, um, personal time off, I can get sick time. However, if I'm a parent um, and I don't have um, uh health insurance or time to take off, then that becomes a problem. So it's neglectful, yes, but it's not 
it's not neglect as we would often think of. Right. But then there are parents who are neglecting their kids. Absolutely. Yes, there are. So it's important to make the delineation you're saying between the two? I'm just saying it's not always as it appears. Um, there's um, other factors that need to be considered. I see. And so in many ways, is this kind of like a domino effect where one incidence happens where a, a family is being reported to CYS for, I'll put air quotes, abuse, and then that family's called in, the children are taken away for a temporary amount of time, uh, the adoptive or the birth parents are not able to respond accurately or the income's not in place. So one thing starts to happen after another, and then before you know it, in a short amount of time those children are gone from that uh, from that birth family forever um yes that can be uh, definitely a scenario however i think it's important to note that most children who come into the system do not come into the system necessarily because of abuse a lot of it has to do with neglect and yes it is a domino effect and as as well as the time frame in which parents have to get their children back so from um, a legal standpoint, you have to, CYF, um, Children, Youth, and Families, has to begin um, the process of permanency. That's always the plan, permanency. The first part of that is reunifying the children with their parents, with their birth parents. The second part of that is that if that can't happen, then how do we find permanence for these children? And prioritizing how the system is set up is adoption and then a permanent legal custodianship. And with that, uh, CYF, within 15 out of the uh, out of 22 months that the children are out of care, then they need to start making a permanent plan. So if I am a, a parent and my child is out of my care for a year, um, then we need to start making a permanent plan. And number one on that, if we can't reunify, is adoption. I see. Okay, so talk about where you fit in. Each party has an attorney. I am what is called a conflict parent advocate. Um, the county has solicitors. They represent the county. They bring the petition to the court um, based on the information that they have that the child is either abused or neglected. Then the child has an attorney. Historically, it's Kids Voice, an organization that represents parents. And if they cannot represent the parent because of a conflict, um, maybe they represented the 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 parent as a child because a lot of people are it's in the system cyclical. Uh, exactly so then we have the office of conflict counsel who would represent the child and then each parent by law is entitled to have representation be, um to keep their child um and so that's where we come in we have the Allegheny County Bar Association Office of Parent Advocates and they represent uh, the parents and there's a conflict then there are seven of us who are conflict parent advocates who come in and we would represent the other parent okay so right. this is very delicate i mean when i hear just the, the the small amount that you've already told us i would imagine there are so many constructs in place to do the right thing for the child because that's the that's the uh, sort of ultimate goal absolutely the child and the family i must say that allegheny county is um, a great county to work in. Um, if you have to be in the system, which we hope that you don't have to be in the system, but Allegheny County is a great county. There are so many services that our Department of Human Resources provides um, for parents, for children, to bring the family back together. Yeah. 
And um, so that's really a great blessing um, for the parents. Um, there are programs um, that they have um, contracts with agencies to come into the home so that they don't have to remove the children. No one wants to remove the children from their home. It's very traumatic for children. Sure. So before the children are removed, uh, CYF Children, Youth, and Families tries to put in services to not have the family removed. Um, maybe the um, family is experiencing something with housing, mm-hmm. um, budgeting. A lot of times, um, okay, well, how do I budget? I need, I need food. I need furniture. I need other things. I need medical insurance. How do I make this happen? So a lot of times CYF will put in services in the home so that the family can stay in place. Um, sometimes um, children come into the system not because of neglect or abuse, but because of truancy. So if you have a child that's not going to school, well, what is the problem? Why is this child not going to school? Mom, dad, why are you not waking this child up to go to school? I am waking this child up to go to school. Um, I wake them up. I have to go to work. I go to work. Mm-hmm. And then I get a call. The kid didn't go to school. So Allegheny County, um, we have services um, to have um People go into the home to assist the children to get to school. So there are a lot of services involved in Allegheny County um, for the parents, for the children, so that they don't have to be taken out of the home. Sure. And Marcia, tell us what your hope is for our listeners. What are you hoping that they glean from this that perhaps they didn't know before? I, I think I want the listeners to know and to really know that overall parents really love their children and they want to do the best by their children and children love their parents and don't want to be removed from the home of their parents the vast majority of the time and I think for whatever reason and I'm not sure why but I believe the parents are looked to be as the bad guys Um, as you said well what did you do well why did you neglect this child well why did you abuse this child and it's not always that easy and as I previously stated that um, sometimes the the factor the common denominator with the parents is poverty and but for the grace of God there go I And so I think that's what I want to get out. And and also I want families to get involved. If you're listening and if you're a family member and you know that you have um, a cousin or sister um, that has uh, children and they're having a hard time, don't talk about them. Go out and help them before they have to come into the system. And if they have to come into the system, then be a resource for them. I, I think a lot of families don't realize that they can be foster parents for those children. So if if one of my children, one of my grandchildren came into the system, I could be a foster parent for that child. I see. And, and so more often than not, because um, people look at uh, the whether the birth families or CYF in some way as, you know, the, being the bully or the bad guy. But more often than not, once CYF gets involved, is there some sort of resolution that the parents and the child will stay together, be reunited? Absolutely. Um, we have a lot of great caseworkers um, that work for children, youth, and families, a lot of caring people and they do their best, as I stated, to try to keep the family mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And when that can't happen safely so that the children can be safe, the first step that they look for are their family members out there who are willing to take these children, who are willing to become foster parents for the children. 
um, we look for family connections as opposed to stranger foster care. I see. We want to keep congruency with the children as much as possible to make things as normal for them um, while their family is getting the help that they need. We want to keep things as normal for them as we can. So that's the first thing that we um, try to do mm-hmm. as a um, as a conflict parent advocate. I ask my parents, hey, do you have any family members who can take these children? Who are your supports? Okay, if you don't have any blood relatives, are there friends that you have that you're close to that you can provide their names to children, youth, and families so they can um, do a background check on these people to see if it's safe for your children to live with them until you can get yourself together? I see. So obviously government's involved here, law's involved here. What about people of faith? How has the church been a part of this or not? I, that's a good question. Um, my experience, and again, I'm just speaking for myself, I think the church comes in a lot of times from a foster care standpoint. Okay. Um, from a standpoint of, um, I hear a lot, even on the, on the radio, um, about fostering. Hey, sure, why don't you right. be a foster parent? Um, there are children that are in the system that need your assistance. Um, how I would like the church to be more involved in, and I'm sure there are churches out there that I may not be aware of, but I would like them to get involved with the parents. If you have um, Mm -hmm. parents that are in your church, whether they're single parents or whether they are um, intact families and their children, just reach out and say, hey, how are you? How are things going? Um, If you if you see something, maybe the children aren't dressed appropriately for the winter, then maybe that's a sign for you to to befriend that person. Um, obviously, you don't you don't want a stranger just coming up to you. You have to get to know, build a relationship, and then move forward from there. Hey, how can I help you? Is there something that I can do? And I don't know that I see that. I don't see the church yeah. involved from that yeah, standpoint. Right. Yeah, only from one standpoint. Correct. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks for coming in today to give us the other standpoint. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. having me. Yeah, it's a yeah. pleasure. Marsha Grayson, she's a lawyer. She is part of the adoptive process. Uh, information about Marsha, we'll post that information on the, the Ride Home with John and Kathy. You may have to think hard about this. When was the last time you and your spouse went on a date? How about a date night where you had fun and made memories? been a while, hasn't it? Well, never fear, because the ultimate date night is near. For more than 20 years, marriage edutainers Jay and Laura LaFoon have been helping couples laugh together, sing together, and even dance cheek-to-cheek together while learning and growing closer together. The ultimate date night is a two-hour marriage experience where Jay and Laura LaFoon help couples reconnect. And whether you've been married one week or 75 years, you'll come away feeling closer to your spouse. In fact, 98% of people who attended the ultimate date night felt it added value to their marriage. We think the other 2% were in the bathroom when we took the survey. Don't miss your Ultimate Date Night coming soon. Word FM presents The Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon Friday, February 1st at Christchurch at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. Special VIP package including dinner also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. Today you have more choices than ever when it comes to where you purchase products. But you also have an opportunity to support companies that align with your values. The Original Mattress Factory hand-builds high-quality mattresses right here in your hometown. We believe in doing right by our customers by offering the best mattresses at factory-direct prices every day. So when you shop for a mattress, we hope you'll make the choice to buy with your values. 
Visit the original Mattress Factory to see the OMF difference for yourself. Timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. At the CMA Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. I'm Sarah Evans. Music has always been a huge part of my life. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It also helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it is never silenced. Learn more at itstartswithme.org. I had a great time this morning with my dentist. She just made me feel so comfortable. To patients of Dr. Megan Stock, she's more than a great dentist. She's an answer to prayer. She makes you feel so calm. Didn't make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth. We just love to talk about the Lord and what's going on in our families. I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a bright, beautiful smile, which I really wanted to have for a long time. She does fabulous work. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com Early this morning, we got an email from Kenny Woods, our morning guy here, saying, hey, if you're coming into town, uh, be careful because all the bridges are closed. Uh, Patty, uh, who's one of our uh, business rep here, she was sitting in traffic at 5.30 this morning. What is she doing on trying to get on the Fort Pitt Bridge at 5.30? 5:30. What time does she get up? She gets an award. That's a dedication. God bless yeah. her. So she sat there for three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. I, I told her, we were talking. I said, remember that time I came in here, um, there was a snowstorm. I, I sat in traffic for five hours. Oh, my gosh. I remember that day yeah. because you were on the parkway east where you were coming in you're coming west and i was on 65 trying to come across the west end bridge and we were like we were talking on our phones right you started to watch a movie i watched two movies (laughs) i watched two movies on netflix on my phone which i I was like really happy i was like oh i never get to do this i'm gonna sit here i was like aren't you working you were like working Working. i've been sitting here for 90 minutes of course i'm not working so much in die hard (laughs) three <laughs> so anyway, the barges okay, broke loose. So what must that have looked like? Holy smokes, that's really scary. How, isn't do you know it? how many barges? I think they said something like eleven, some crazy number. Um, so they're just going willy nilly. Holy, and then down the mon. Imagine being the towboat guy who has to go out and get those things, and they're banging imagine into bridges the, the left the and right. Dude who lost them? Oh yeah, yeah. He's going to probably pay a few fines and a few cleanup fees. So now the last I heard the. Um, the light rail bridge yeah. was still closed because that took a direct hit okay. from one of the barges, at least one of the barges. Well, I'm glad That's they're doing the a good job, That's the only one I've heard right? of that, that is still closed. I'm not sure what the... What? What? Why are you looking at me? You said you, I'm no, not I, sure no, what the... No, I, I thought you were going to finish my oh, sentence no, I, for me. I, I, it no. happened so much. Believe me. <laughs> no, I thought it was going to happen. Really? Hey, speaking of, I woke up this morning and my car, my car battery was dead. Yeah. Now, it probably had to do with the fact that my battery was old and also the fact that it was about negative six. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I called AAA and I said, hey, you know, I, can, can I get oh, in the queue? Yeah. And they were like, listen. Go for it. First, the first question they asked me was, are you in a safe place? And I said, yeah, I'm in my house. And they're like, well, I got to be honest with you. You are last on our list. Mm-hmm. And we have got so many people ahead of you. It's going to be hours and hours and hours. And I said, okay, well, how about I call back? 
you know, around 11 or so and yeah. get, get in the queue at that point. She said, yeah, much better of an idea. Anyway, called back at 11. The queue really wasn't any shorter. John Hall himself drove out to my house. Thank you. To jump my car. Piece of cake. That's so easy to do. Now, listen. You're making it sound easy. It was it easy. It was so cold. Really? We were like weeping and desperate. It took – well, you know, the problem was we couldn't figure out where the battery was. It's this new – I'm like, is that the battery? Is the battery – because everything's covered in plastic now. Like, wait, is anyway, that Anyway, it took us three minutes or four minutes. We figured and it out. we were freezing. Good to go. Holy smokes. How about the wind whipping through there? Brr, I need a hat. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Martin Luther King Jr. is being remembered around the country today on this national holiday in his honor. Correspondent Julie Walker has more. Although his voice was silenced in 1968 when he was assassinated, Martin Luther King's messages still resonate more than half a century later. In a world full of contentious politics, one of King's memorable quotes remains relevant. It's from his book, Strength to Love. Returning hate for hate multiplies hate, adding deeper darkness to a night already devoid of stars. Darkness cannot drive out hate. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. MLK also said loving your enemies is a necessity for the survival of our civilization. I'm Julie Walker. The deep chill has settled in much of the country with temperatures in the single digits and wind chills below zero. This is SRN News. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge, January 25th through 27th. Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to select area theaters. Presented by the Speakman Financial Group. Featuring the best faith-focused films of 2018. Plus exclusive pre-release screenings for 2019. Like Run the race from executive producer tim tebow and the highly anticipated easter release breakthrough made possible by geneva college visit projectinghopepgh.com for times and locations sponsored by calusi chevrolet grace wellness center and jandy waterproofing losing business to online companies call us at salem surround digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage search surf socialize or review we offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and prescribe solutions to dramatically increase your bottom line. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi, I'm Mike Ditcher. On the field, they called me Iron Mike. But some days, even Iron Mike can feel a little rusty. So I turned to Blue Emu. 
Blue Emu's non-greasy, deep-penetrating formula gets down deep for big-time comfort. And more importantly, it doesn't leave me smelling like a locker room. Now, do you excuse me? I have some yelling to do. You hit like old men. Blue Emu. It works fast and you won't stink. Being a Word FM fan club member is the fast, free, easy way to access exclusive content only available to members. Easily enter contests, give us your feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Score pre-sale tickets and get exclusive seating, plus members-only discounts and loads of free stuff. Like right now, members have a chance at two tickets to the Jesus Free Cruise this June with DC Talk, including airfare. Visit wordfm.com and join for Freak, a uh, free today. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. Clearing and bitterly cold again tonight. We'll have a low of two above in town with outlying areas below zero. Then tomorrow you'll see sun mixed with some clouds. It'll be warming up somewhat with the high 33. Tomorrow night becoming cloudy, followed by rain getting underway, freezing on many surfaces with temperatures staying in the low 30s. Rainy and turning milder still for Wednesday. Mine will be 46. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon. Welcome for the Monday edition. 12 degrees out there right now. Uh, the good news is that the, uh, it was Martin Luther King Day, so at least the mailman did not have to be outside. Thank goodness. Yeah. Sadly, you and I had to be outside. For a brief moment. Only because you were being so kind. Actually, it was just self-serving. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. I just wanted you to be here. I really don't care. So I, I don't care why I you came out. I ran to get you. If you weren't here a couple minutes ago when I was telling the story, my uh, my battery died this morning, along with probably half of the people in Pittsburgh because of the cold. And um, the backlog at AAA was just so extreme. And because my car was in my driveway, the woman who answered, who was the operator said, like, i got to be honest with you, you are at the very last of our list because we want to save people who are stuck on the turnpike or on 79 sure. or on the parkway. In the cold. Which I totally get. And I'm sitting in my living room. So anyway, it just the backlog was just so extreme. So finally, John said, I'm going to come out and jump the, your battery myself. But I wish we could have had a video of the two of us trying to do this in my driveway only because of the wind. My house faces directly west. And so the, 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 the wind just whips at my house. Mm. Well, it, that wind was about, I don't know, they said that the wind chill was negative 16 or something. We were standing Urgh. in negative 16 trying to attach the jumper cables. My hands were shaking. Urgh. Your hands were shaking. And John's car is so old, so old. Very trusty, but so old that once the hood is up for a while, it falls down. Just falls down. It falls down. So the, I was worried. There's no the, way to keep it up. I was worried the cables were going to get sheared. I mean, listen. And your car is so new, uh, we had trouble finding the battery because that. everything is encased in plastic. I mean, I'm looking at. The, I'm going. Okay, I see the positive, the little red thing there. Now, so that must mean where is the rest of the battery? While the wind is whipping through mm. at negative 16. And we kept, I mean, we were just, <laughs> holy smokes. <laughs> it was just like being roasted. Oh my. Who's outside today? I mean, if well, you're, two of us were outside today. Utility workers, policemen. Oh, police, God bless them all. I mean, oh, my goodness gracious. It's oh, cold. We were talking to family last night in, in uh, South Dakota. 
Last night it was 22 below, real temperature. Okay, so in I need South to stop Dakota. complaining. Well, it's always you know I was always think about them. As you bad your, as it is, we you think it is. You and your hearty relatives. Those hearty. That's on my wife's side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the March for Life on Friday. Yep. And if you missed any part of our 4 o'clock hour, uh, find us online, johnandkathyshow.com, and download our podcast, also available on iTunes if that's easier for you. But we talked about the viral video that I saw from the March for Life on Saturday morning. It was just a short little clip of a video, maybe five, eight seconds. Um, and it was a Native American man, maybe in his 70s, who was banging a drum and there was a, a young high school age white Catholic kid wearing a Make America Great Again hat and they were face to face and it looked like the kid was being incendiary. That's all I can tell you. Right. He looked like a jerk, right? He had this look on his face and then there were kids behind him who also looked, you know, jerky as well. Right. And so I, along with a Millions. large portion of the country and probably the world jumped to a conclusion that this was some obnoxious kid right. who was, you know, trying to minimize some poor Native American guy who's actually a Vietnam vet, so it makes the kid look even worse. Sure. And um, fortunately, when I looked at this on Twitter, I didn't tweet anything about it, but I did like a tweet by someone who was saying, you know, that this kid needs to, you know, get his, right and get his act together and all of that. Um, only to fast forward 36 hours and we find out that the video that we all saw, that eight seconds of video that came out Friday night, early Saturday morning, was not at all representative of what had actually happened in the larger altercation in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And in the interim, that kid and the entire community around that Catholic school took major heat. And of course, you know, the world we live in right now, what's the first thing that happens? You receive death threats and you're mocked and you're torn down and just ripped to shreds on social media. People are outraged. Well, now today, uh, I'm sorry, yesterday, a two hour and 20 minute video was released by a group known as the Black Hebrew Israelites. And apparently this, these men, there are only five guys who were on the mall in Washington, D.C., along with hundreds of thousands of other people who were out there for the March for Life. These five guys were incendiary. Uh, I'd say that at best. For sure. And so because of these actions, it became a triangle of confusion and anger and finger pointing. And shouting. And it got ex- really ugly. And expletives. The the guys, what, you said there were five of them? Yeah. Um, they, and, were, they had their Bibles open. Right. The Hebrew Israelites, as they're called. They had their Bible open, and they were shouting down every people group you could possibly think of they sort of ran the gamut they really did run the gamut and um but putting the whole thing in context totally changed what you thought of that eight second clip that came out on saturday morning so you know we kind of talked about this in more detail at the beginning of the four o'clock hour but for now john my question for you is this what does it say about me i don't know how you responded when you saw the video the short video but when i saw the short video on saturday morning I thought to myself, just what I said, this is an obnoxious kid who's being mean to a Native American guy, and he needs to be brought down a peg. This is what happens when you have entitled white kids in America. Yeah. Now, I didn't say that, but that's what I thought. Right. I felt bad for everybody. I mean, for both sides of the issue. Um, I mean, look, uh, when you look you at- You felt bad for that kid right off the bat? Uh, I did. Uh, I felt bad that he put himself in that position. 
that that I knew what was you know what's going to happen because when you read the comments and people on you know uh, on Facebook or Twitter friends of mine were going they you were hating on that ima- guy hating is not that's not enough so you know you it knew- was horrible it was what horrible. was said about that kid was absolutely appalling so if it was true that the kid was an idiot and of course you're 16 years old so your idiot quoting goes up a, a lot when you're 16 <laughs> That's a good point. it's just the truth you know i mean the things that you did when you were 16 i look at that and i think oh that could have been me I, I could have been that fool. I mean, the things that you did, I mean, now because of social media, I'm so glad I'm not that age. We watched the film called Eighth Grade, which was really interesting. Uh, I would recommend this to people to look at this movie because the kids who are growing up today are growing up in circumstances that are unbelievably complex. Right. You know, the things that you said or thought about or talked about as an adolescent, they were in your circle. Now the whole world gets to share them. So you, your life can change on a dime. Believe me, this kid in that school, their life changed on a dime, Listen, and then it came back around right. again. Now, as we watched this, the long version of the video today, and you got to kind of see it from a large, from a different perspective. Yeah. You saw all those kids there from this Catholic school in Kentucky, and as they're standing there, they're just kind of entranced by all the shouting that's going on with the adults that are around them. Right. So you've got these, um, these. What are they called? Hebrew Israelites. Yes, black Hebrew okay. Israelites. Um, this is which the, is a long-standing, like in the 1860s, was the first formation of this group. Right. So this is a, this is apparently is a sect that I was not aware of until I saw this video. Um, but as they're shouting, and then as they started out shouting at the Native Americans, then they start shouting at everybody, and now they're shouting at the kids. The kids are kind of like shocked by it, and they're kind of enjoying the fact that this they're is, getting this attention. That this is so weird. Yeah. Right? Who wouldn't? I mean, All, they're, they're kids. But now that it's in retrospect and I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, we're fortunate that somebody didn't get killed you in front of that Lincoln that right. Memorial. That was a nasty scene. And every one of those nasty scenes is now videoed a hundred times by a hundred different people. Right. And you multiply that over every you know hour of every day across the country. I mean – this is a really weird time for us to try to be sensible as adults and raise kids that are respectful. It's very, very challenging. And I, I'm, I'm indicting myself because I did not wait to hear the whole story on Saturday morning before I decided that that kid was wrong. Because this goes back to you know our, our parents' generation. When the news media spoke, when Associated Press or United Press International or CBS News we considered that as good as gold. Now the landscape has changed tremendously. And, you know, President Trump, hashtag fake news, there's a lot of truth to that. There is a lot of truth to that. All you got to do is look at the BuzzFeed story, which has been circulating this past weekend as well. I mean, buyer beware. And I, I most people choose not to look to at in. the different news cycles that you know or the different news organizations. Who do you trust anymore? What is your primary right. source I of know, news? I know, but I know. So we can pick on the on the mainstream news, and of course we can. But what about looking at ourselves? What does it say about me that on Saturday morning I had already decided out of eight seconds of video who was the bad guy and who was the good guy? Because you looked at a source of information that apparently you trusted. Right. So, but there's also something about me that wants to see the worst. And place a moral judgment on somebody else. Well, that's just human nature, it's isn't what, it? That's it's who the we cycles all are. of outrage I've talked about for years. Right. I want we all want to point the finger and say evil's out there, 
Like you can identify it in somebody else. Those guys. It, because it makes you feel better that whatever's in them isn't in me. At least that's not me, right? And then it's embarrassing when you see the whole video and you realize how wrong you were. And then, you know, I'm one person who didn't really say anything about it online. Multiply that by CNN having to go back and say we were completely wrong. Right. Fox News having to go back and say we were completely wrong. MSNBC having to – the New York Times. Everybody had to everybody go out did. and say thank we goodness. totally misread that. And thank goodness they did. Look, when I saw that video, my first thought was where's my son? Because my 18-year-old went to the Walk for Life. I'm scanning the crowd thinking, oh, please don't let him be in there because everything changed. Everything changed. Right. Now, God thank goodness us. you're right that they came back and said, you know, we screwed this up. Yeah. But would that they have – they would have stopped before they posted it. Because it goes back again to this BuzzFeed thing that everybody wants to be the first in the door. Breaking news. We've got the story. That's why we – you know, you should stay with us. We have the integrity to be there first. You should trust us. So come back for us because we're going to make more clicks. We're going to make more cash. We'll be the trusted source. Right, except half the stuff that they're selling us at the beginning isn't the story. That's exactly it's, it. It's actually the opposite story from the real story. Yep. We'll take a break and come back. Today, of course, is Martin Luther King Day. Tony Turner is with us, the Gracism Task Force. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. You say, well, I know people who follow the Lord who aren't blessed. This is not the prosperity gospel. Hear me carefully. God is not saying he wants you to be rich. God is saying he wants to bless you so you can be the vehicle of blessing to others. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Powerful Principles from Proverbs, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? Marley Financial plans are all penalty exempt. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit. From pre-K through 12th grade, through 47 state-certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community. With results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 
412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. Tony Turner is with us. She is a pastor. She is a counselor. She also produces on Facebook the Gracism Task Force, which is highly recommended. Be part of that community. But more than anything, I think for us, Tony is a voice of peace and wisdom in cantankerous times. And so, Tony, Tony, on this uh, day, we welcome you to the airwaves. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you, and thank you for that compliment. It's the truth. It <laughs> I is don't think truth. of myself that way, but, yeah. Well, that's what we have. Well, oftentimes God. other people see you more accurately than you see yourself. Yes. Well, yeah, that's why I have to pray every day because I, I see <laughs> the real me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, so speaking of the real you, the real mm-hmm. me, um, I made a confession before you came on the air with us that um, – the viral video that came out over the weekend about the March for Life, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you know, white Catholic kids and the Native Americans mm-hmm. and then the Hebrew Israelites and all of that, that, you know, I saw that on Saturday morning. I jumped to the wrong conclusion. I was hating on that kid because I thought he was being a punk. Um, I was embarrassed, um, because he looks like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, I had to wait 36 hours, and I had to see the fact that that wasn't actually what happened. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I'm like everyone else in America who just sees something, jumps to a conclusion, decides that the evil's over there, yeah. mm-hmm. and that you know that has to be taken care of. Because and somehow I'm morally better for being able to point it out, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in thinking about you know us celebrating and hopefully honoring um, Dr. King today, I thought you know I was. Always on this uh, on this day every year, I read letter from a Birmingham jail, and it's very early in the letter. Um, he says, "Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere." Right? I mean, it's a famous line from the from the letter. And I think, have we gone too far? And we're so eager to point out what we think is injustice that we've really lost the idea of what injustice actually is, or what justice actually is. Well, you know, the thing about it is, is that. Uh, uh, I was just talking to uh, uh, Darren out, out in the lobby, is that we as Christians, and you know, I'm, I'm speaking as a Christian, we forget that what we are to be is a reflection uh, of the image of God, and God takes care of. He takes care of us. He's like a father to us. He, you know, he wants to. Uh, he wants us to be blessed. I mean. People don't don't realize that you know he he. There's so many places. I mean, uh, Psalm one starts out with "Blessed is the man," yes. you know, and Jesus when he, you know, called the disciples to follow him, he begins by you know with a beatitude, "Blessed is the man." You know, he wants us to be happy and cared for and and have our needs met. And um, I mean, it, it was that way from the beginning. So with the with the fall and the way things are, we have to care for each other. And we don't not do no. that. But, you know, um, 
You were speaking a second ago about Wendy. I don't know if you were talking about Wendy Bell or not. I was, yeah. She's the Wendy of my life anyway um, because she's been a great blessing to our our family. But um, uh, she interviewed my mother. Uh, As you know, my mother passed away in September. She was uh, 104. And Wendy had come to the house, I think my mother, it was right after the election. My mother was about 103 at that point. And... um, she wanted to interview my mother for her positively Wendy Bell um, uh, efforts, and she asked my mother, "What is the biggest change that you have seen, you know, in your lifetime?" You know, and yeah, you know, my mother could have said a lot of things, but what she said is basically selfishness. Selfishness that everybody is just so concerned about their own thing, and that's something that we don't. We, we as Christians especially, you have to remember, Jesus left his comfort zone to come here for stinky us. You know, he left his comfort zone. He could have stayed in heaven, you know, eating his bonbons or whatever he does mm-hmm. up there, you know, which you know, I'm sure that's not what he does. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> it's heaven. <laughs> but whatever comfort zone, yeah. you know, would mean to to us, you know, he was in a comfort zone. He could have stayed up there. He didn't have to shed his blood. You know, for goodness sake, you know, he came and, and, you know, entered into, you know, the form of a human being and shed his blood. That, that blood is the, is the life force of, of man, but he did that for every person mm-hmm. living, whether they accept it or not. And, and then he, you know, he says, you know, this is, this is what we are to be, that we are to be a reflection of the Father. You know, he says, I do what I see the Father do, and I say what I hear the Father say. You know, his behavior, his character was all, you know, tailored. It was it was geared for the Father to be able to mold it however mm-hmm. he wanted to. And, and that's where we need to be. And so justice, I think, Justice is something that he really meant to be built into us. Now we have to fight for it because of the fall. Yeah. Um, Some of, you know, what I heard in in reference to, you know, what was going on with the, you know, with the uh, with the Catholic boys and the the, the, uh, Native American and the. um, Hebrew Israelites. Hebrew Israelites. I didn't really know that aspect of it. Um, I actually saw, I was introduced to the whole issue because I try these days not to look at a whole lot of TV. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, overwhelming to me. But, um, I saw there's a, there's a, a conservative African American that has a, a blog on and he was showing this video from the viewpoint of people were given one side of the story right. or the way things appeared. But he said, People didn't really see the whole story. Mm-mm. They didn't see what actually happened. And when this man came on and, you know, actually gave his, uh, his story, it was as if he just really wanted to stir something. He just wanted to, right. you know, push the um, agenda. Push the agenda. And, and then thinking about even, even the black Israelites, you know, my, my thing after I saw that, uh, that video was to commend that young man for, practicing restraint for practicing you know self-control because i know a lot of teenagers that would not have or adults 
Right. Or adults. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I, one of the things that in his statement that I saw, we both saw on CNN before we went to air, was him saying that he was unnerved by the adults mm-hmm. around him and how they were acting. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a sad indictment mm-hmm. on all of us who are supposed to act like grownups and don't. Right. And mm-hmm. so that smirk that we all sort of interpreted as the smirk perhaps was just a measure of self-control. On or part. a measure of nervousness. Mm-hmm. Well, what I, what I heard him say on one interview was that he... He kept his face that way because he didn't want anybody to feel like he was trying to start anything. He didn't want to escalate anything by looking otherwise. But, yeah, he was mm-hmm. nervous, you know. So that that situation uh, is sort of, in a nutshell, where we are in America today, right? There, there's this selfishness where everyone is in their own camp. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally we collide with each other, whether it's on social media or in a physical space, which has become more and more rare. Mm -hmm. And then we look at each other like, well, of course we don't know each other because we choose not to engage with each other honestly, openly. And so here we are. It's just this morass of misunderstanding and a little slice of insanity. Well, one of the things that that, uh, we don't teach enough, I think, in the church is – uh, in reference to spiritual warfare, and you know, I know there are a lot of people that believe, well, there isn't any such thing as the devil, but the scripture clearly speaks of the serpent of old. You know that uh, you know the devil, uh, Satan, Lucifer, and I heard a, a pastor. Well, he said it to me one day. He said, you know, this all started with you know uh, slavery, and I was like, nah, it didn't start with slavery. I said, really. If you look at Ezekiel, it talks about Lucifer in heaven who separated himself from God. He specializes in division, okay, and then he brings it to earth. He brings it to earth and he he separates Adam and Eve from God so that he can, uh, you know, sow his seeds mm-hmm. of discord and division you know adam is separated from eve that's where we have the first battle of the sexes right there you know um because of the fall and and what took place everything was turned upside down he tried it again with jesus jesus is affirmed as god's son and and what did he do he comes in he says well if you are god's son why don't you just turn these stones into into bread so it, it's it. What we forget is that he specializes in dividing. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. He's having a field day today. He's having a field day today because we allow it. We forget that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That we wrestle against the powers of darkness. That who is who the real enemy is. Um, one of my one of my favorite go tos is uh, you know the screw tape letter, letters mm-hmm. where. You know the uh, wormwood. The old the old demon is teaching the young demon how to demon, and he's he's t- talking about the fact that one of their chief weapons is to go into the systems that they have built in their subjects for centuries, for centuries. Mm-hmm. So there's certain soft spots. Those that's mm-hmm. the wiles of the enemy. Right. There's certain soft spots that we all have that he can work on, and a lot of them, you know. Are, are shaped in our formative years when we don't have a language for what's happening to us or what we see, but we know how we feel. And so right. he tries to keep us in the feeling the feeling right. realm. And speaking know. about soft spots, isn't that exactly what we watched in that video? Exactly. We watched whites 
blacks, Native Americans, everybody has a soft spot because yeah. we don't just exist in our own time. We're all products of past generations, That's right? right? And right. so we speak out of many, many years and many, many lives and families Centuries. that have poured into yes. us. And all of a sudden that's colliding on the National Mall around the Lincoln Memorial. And, you know, we're just fortunate that nothing worse happened. I'm into that. We need to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to continue talking about uh, Dr. King with Tony Turner. We'll be right back. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. Question, do you have a health insurance plan you are not happy with? Well, Bethany and Jason thought they were stuck. Their plan just kept getting more expensive, and Bethany's favorite doctor didn't even take that plan anymore. And then some friends at church told them about MediShare. With our previous insurance, we were paying $1,200 a month. With MediShare, we now pay around $600 a month. Yes, they're paying $600 less per month, and that's a pretty typical savings with MediShare. And they actually like MediShare more. I was able to go back to my original doctor that I absolutely loved, and it's just been an absolutely beautiful thing being a part of MediShare. Yeah, so they pay a lot less, and they like it more. No wonder MediShare is growing so fast. Find out more. They're super easy to talk to. All you have to do is call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-B-I-B-L-E, 844-41-BIBLE. You know, as your kids get older, right, they go from... um tweens to teens to you know young adults at least for me you know I'm, you struggle with that time alone that it becomes fewer and much more precious so yesterday i was really excited because i got to drive my uh, son up to grove city college he's a junior there and uh, you know the road's a little dicey but you know we spend some time in the car together and um I'm talking about, uh, you know, what the semester ahead and what that looks like. And he, he makes this offhanded comment, you know, yeah, Dad, you know, I, I know the semester is before us, uh, but I'm always anxious. And he, and he said, I like this, that he had the awareness. I'm always anxious about what's ahead and where my place is in the future. I get that. I mean, I, you know, I think whether you're 18, 28, 68 and beyond, mm-hmm. you're always anxious about that. Sure, of course. Here's, here's the response. I know from having my boy at Grove City College these past three years, he is in the right place. And I know this essentially because of the excellence of the people that he is surrounded by. The teachers, the faculty, all the administration, these are solid people. It's a biblical worldview. These are big-brained people who care for my son, and I know it firsthand. So fear about the future? No doubt. 
the idea that you're on the right track and God's in control, that he's got your back, I've got great confidence in that as well. Find out more information about Grove City College. Look for them online, gcc.edu. Clearing and bitterly cold again tonight. We'll have a low of two above in town with outlying areas below zero. Then tomorrow you'll see sun mixed with some clouds. It'll be warming up somewhat with the high 33. Tomorrow night becoming cloudy, followed by rain getting underway. Freezing on many surfaces with temperatures staying in the low 30s. Rainy and turning milder still for Wednesday. Mine will be 46. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Pastor, teacher, the uh, the creator of the Facebook page, the Gracism Task Force, a great community. Highly recommended you go there as well. Tony Turner is with us on this Martin Luther King Day. We're talking about a variety of things about the image of God, social justice, community. So, Tony, as as we think about Dr. King today, as we reflect on this crazy viral video that happened over the weekend, and just how fast. We are. How easy it is for us to jump to conclusions about somebody. It's just, I don't know, it's its kind of overwhelming to me sometimes, Tony, how angry people are and how easily they unload. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and for me, especially in a Christian community, you know, where we look at... The Lord who is slow to anger. Yes. You know, right. slow to, he's real slow to speak. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sometimes I feel that way. Um, but he's, he's always on time. Um, but yeah, that we have no, we don't bother to think anymore it's about terrible. what's going to come and out of And it's just mouth. character assassination online. It is character assassination. But you know what it is? It's, um, you know, we were taught about the, the spirit, soul, and body, that we are, you know, spirit, soul, and body. And we're, we are spirits, we have a soul, and we live in a body. In Romans, it talks about the fact that our flesh hates God. Our flesh hates God. Well, it wants what it wants, when it wants it, however much, it, you know, it can get of it. And so we have that pulling on our soul then we have the spirit once especially once we're born again your spirit's alive it's pulling it's trying to influence as well but it's not going to pull we have to make a choice Mm -hmm. that's what goes on in our soul so sometimes we just have to uh, click just for a minute just breathe and we should be the people we should who lead the way doing that okay so so as we're thinking about the man we're celebrating and whose life and work we're celebrating Going back to the video on the National Mall, it was it always descends into the racial, mm-hmm. racial epithets being thrown back and forth. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. we that are we ever going to be able to get away from that? I, I to be honest with you, I think probably not because that's one of the pots that the enemy can very easily stir. Right, and it's but easy, it's, yeah. But it's important for us to there's – a, there's a, a book uh, you guys should get. It's called The Third Option by um, Miles McPherson. He was mm. a, uh, a football player, and um, he's now a pastor of uh, the Rock Church out in California. He, his, his story is that here he is. Uh, he's multicultural because, you know, he's got various ethnic uh, issues going on in, in his DNA. And it, to the white community, he is considered, you know, the, the N-word and, as he's growing up. And in, in, the, in the black community, where he's supposed to feel like he's home, he's a white boy. Mm-hmm. So 
You know, he's like always, you know, uh, he's not black enough. He's not white enough. You know, so what I am. And I I know people who are in that position, yeah. you know, that uh, they, they have serious problems with their identity. But it's so important that we uh, as Christians identify our, you know, our relationship to God. That's, you know, that's that's our bottom line and that we learn to develop a culture of honoring the image of God in one another. Mm-hmm. And um, regardless of what, you know, you think or how you look or how you dress or what your ancestors did or didn't do, what you do and or don't do, I need to recognize that regardless, God still loves you. God still put his image in you, and I need to honor that. But this book that he's written is called The Third Option, and that's what I feel that uh, more of us need to do is to, instead of saying it's your way or my way, which is only two options, we have to look at God's option. That's really good. So, Tony, you've been around like me for uh, for a while. A minute or two. Right? You remember the 50s, the 60s, the mm-hmm. 70s, the 80s? I was there. I mean, yeah, me too. When you look at that long arc, mm-hmm. and especially as an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, these days, as dark as they seem right now, I, I can't say they're nearly as dark as they were in the 50s and 60s. Um, it's a different kind of darkness, though. It's a little bit more subtle, which is... Uh, than it was back then, because of course you had you know a lot of uh, yeah. fiery things going on, deeper uh, lines. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, now it's just it's so insidious. People are doing or or speaking wrong, feeling wrong, acting wrong, and feeling that it it's quite okay. You know, so things are upside down. You know, even even in, in a greater way. I think of the things that. Uh, Dr. King marched for, you know, which was equality for everybody. It wasn't just black people, but it was all people. His, you know, politically, I think he was probably a little leaning a little more socialist than, you know, than I would, you know, or maybe you would. But, um, you know, it, it wasn't that he was separate. You know, there were people who uh, were from different ethnic groups that supported where he was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how did that happen when it's not happening today? You know, and I think it's because, you know, again, you know, the enemy just is turning up the heat. He's trying to he knows this is his last stand, you know, before the return of the Lord. He is just. You know, if you look at the news, it's all negative, you know. Um, that's why, you know, I seldom watch anymore because I don't, I just don't believe things that I hear. And where there have been options, uh, even in the media, you know, I've, I've, I noticed where one station that I actually looked at quite a lot has been removed from the lineup from the, you know, from that particular service. And, um, and I said, you know, why? Is it when I was growing up, you wanted to hear more than one side because then somewhere in there you could find a balance. But right now, everything's pretty is a little one sided and, and mm-hmm. it's not doesn't have any light in it. It is, you know, it's it's um, it's all dark from you know, from where I sit, you know. It seems I think the big thing for me is that, you know, growing up in, in the 60s and 70s, 
you know, you knew your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You, there was this communal thing. You might not have liked your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You went to school with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly, uh, you know, there was a, there was a mix. Now we uh, we've settled into this anonymity of online vitriol, and we're free to sort of lob bombs at each other and not worry about the consequences. But we're not free, are we? Really, because no. of the fact that you know we still have to hide. We, you know, we can't. We're not free to think. I could stop right there. You know, we're not free to think any other way than, you know, the, the, the popular way of thinking, you know, whatever that happens to be today, because it changes so quickly. Mm-hmm. You know? It has changed so quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, uh, if you're not in lockstep, you're in the dustbin of history and you're ostracized. Right, right, right. Right. You're the hater. You're the bigot. Right. That's why I appreciate, you know, the fact that that young man stood his ground. He did not, you know, he, he just didn't move i felt like you know the lord was really with him you know especially after i saw the whole picture you know um you know for him to stand there like that i mean he could have run he could have done a lot of things could have been a fool you know exactly and isn't that what you know what um uh, dr king said you know we can either you know come together you know as brothers or we can die like fools you know that's not a that's not a good option but People are willing to take that option, it seems. I was, uh, sometimes I look at game shows, and I was watching a game show where there's, I, I, don't, I don't even like this game show, but anyway, they have to come together as a team, and at the end, they have to decide, well, who gets the most money, you know, and then, you know, they vote against each other, and yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really crazy. Well, this one guy, you know, he's like, I'm a man, and I should get the most. Okay, and uh, there were you know two two young women there, and he said, "I'd rather see us get nothing because if you don't decide quickly on who gets what, the money diminishes mm-hmm. until it could be nothing." He was willing for it to diminish Disappear. all the way to nothing, then to get to give more. To how did it, how did things end? Uh, nothing. Holy smokes! And that's a lesson. And I was okay with him. Yeah, <laughs> that's the state where we are. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Tony Turner's with us. We're pausing, taking the day to talk about equality, justice, Jesus, all that in the mix. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. Steer right to. Come on, Davy. Keep your eye on it. Watch his wind up. You can do it. On the next Adventure in Odyssey. What was that? Davy. He's a clut. A young boy learns that there's a positive side to failure. Broke your machine, Mr. Whitaker. I broke it. Find out what it is on the next Adventure in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. How long has it been since you and your spouse got away for an evening? You know what I mean? A night where you don't have to do the cooking or wash the dishes or tell the waiting staff to go to bed. A night where you don't have to pack Cheerios and where you don't plan to run some errands on the way home. Bottom line, when was the last time you two got to just laugh together? Make room on your calendar for the ultimate date night with Jay and Laura LaFoon. You may ask, what is an ultimate date night? It's the perfect place to laugh and learn to love each other better. It's like no other marriage event you've ever been to because you'll actually enjoy it. Join us. You know you need a good laugh. 
Word FM presents The Ultimate Date Night with Jay and Laura LaFoon, an ultimate evening of marriage edutainment. Friday, February 1st at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets just $48 a pair. Special VIP package including dinner also available. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash date night. Founded in 1794, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus. Rooted in the Reformed tradition and in relationship with Christ followers from other traditions, Pittsburgh Theological Seminary forms and equips people for ministries familiar and yet to unfold, communities present and yet to be gathered. The seminary offers Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degrees, plus certificates. Financial assistance is available for full and half-time students who qualify. Learn more at pts.edu. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. How can you draw closer to God and increase your knowledge of His Word? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. By reading four chapters a day, you'll read the entire Bible in less than a year. Or pick a specific topic, such as the life of Christ or the New Testament. Choose among more than 20 free Bible reading plans from 45 to 100 days. BibleStudyTools.com lets you choose your favorite translation. Track your progress and grow your faith online at BibleStudyTools.com. See today's best faith-based and family-friendly movies all free of charge, January 25th through 27th. Word FM welcomes the Projecting Hope Film Festival to select area theaters, presented by the Speakman Financial Group, featuring the best faith-focused films of 2018, plus exclusive pre-release screenings for 2019, like Run the Race from executive producer Tim Tebow and the highly anticipated Easter release breakthrough made possible by Geneva College. Visit ProjectingHopePGH.com for times and locations. Sponsored by Calusi Chevrolet, Grace Wellness Center, and J&D Waterproofing. Tony Turner's with us on this Martin Luther King Day. Tony's a regular guest on our show, always a source of peace and wisdom for us. And when we think about how much we need peace and wisdom in this absolutely crazy era we're in in America, I think about the budget standoff that neither one of these two sides are, you know, I, I don't know how we get to a place where there's an actual negotiate, a goodwill negotiation that happens, yeah. right? Um, and so our leaders aren't modeling character well for us. And then as we went to break, Tony, you said, so how do we build that? You know, how do we build that in kids, in our culture? And how do we see that our character is growing? How do we not stay in a situation where we feel like we've arrived or we're somehow thinking that our character is well-developed enough or or it's well-developed enough because I'm better off than him? Well, so where did you you learn character? Well, um, for me, I learned character in my home and my my parents were very – they were churchgoers, let me put it that way. Yeah. And um, I, I, they were not what you would call saved, but they knew that there were certain things that were right or wrong. Uh, we grew up, of course, with the Ten Commandments, you know, in uh, visible 
in so many different places. No doubt. So you definitely knew there were certain things that you should and should not do. Um, don't even think about it, you know, because that was those were the Ten Commandments. So, and then also, um, uh, aside from you know my parents, you know, saying you know you don't you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Westerns. I loved westerns. You know, that was a high source of you know, you know, getting moral values. You the the know. white hat, the black hat, the good guy, the bad guy. Well, but if you if you go there with the white hat and the black hat, you know, that can be racially. Oh yeah, of course. You know, I remember when it, you know in the sixties when they started saying you know look at, and and even uh, Martin Luther King said you know the, if you look at different things that are colored black, you know, and they they talk about that's black the negative. People, that's the negative, you know, which is. Um, it's so uh, opposite, I think, uh, in a lot of cases of, of what God really meant. Mm-hmm. Because the more you have of anything, you know, if you have too much sugar in something, it's considered rich. You know, the the, uh, the more money you have, you're considered rich. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, the more melanin you have, you should be considered rich, mm-hmm. you know, especially because it's really there just to protect you and, you know, help you to adjust to your environment. But, um, yeah, uh, the war movies, you know, you, mm-hmm. you had heroes, you had people who did the right thing, and the bad guys lost, you know, and that's that's the kind of stuff that would build. You had you had superheroes. Absolutely. You had Captain Absolutely. America, you had Black Panther, mm-hmm. you had, you know, the they were big, I mean, why did why were they created? It's because we longed for that, right? Mm-hmm. We and our kids wanted that. Yeah, and to and to watch a movie or to watch you know some of the media, and you could see you know the character of the good guys. You could see the character of the bad guys. You could see even the fact that most people had a little bit of both going on, and you know something had to had to cover that. And so for me, you know, now it's it's the Bible, it's a scripture, you know, because Jesus was the only perfect human being. And though we are not perfect, we have him to look at, you know, because if you don't have a model, you know, you've got nothing. You've got nothing. Right. What are you shooting for? What are you aiming for? Absolutely. Here? Absolutely. So, you know, he's he's been my model, but I was looking at uh, I did one of those uh, ancestry things. Did oh, you? Yeah, sure. I did. I did the ancestry DNA. And um, looking at, uh, you know, our origins and all that, but also looking at some of the history, talking to my mother about, you know, her parents and her, you know, grandparents and and that sort of thing. But um, it seems as though uh, her parents were children. uh, Well, her father was, yeah, the son of... um, I think they were farmers. I don't know that they were actually slaves. Uh, And... um, they had several children, and they were educated. And so that's what makes me think they weren't slaves, because mm-hmm. slaves were not allowed to, to read. And um, looking through you know, my family history, what I see is, first of all, they were connected to the Northern Presbyterian Church. There were two Presbyterian mm-hmm. churches. The White Presbyterian Church was uh, dedicated that, to slavery. They believed that slavery was a right. It was, you know. And then the Northern Presbyterian Church, which, uh, you know, had more cultures involved, they believed that, you know, slavery was sin. Mm-hmm. And so, but, uh, and then the, uh, her, her parent, her grandparents, she said, were deaf. And so, Sign language is also some, you know, was a part of part of the life. One of the sons, one of her 
father's brothers actually did sign ministry for the Presbyterian Church in different parts of the country. Wow. Yeah. And but I, I looked at they also had a medical doctor in there. One of my father, mm-hmm. my grandfather's brothers was a medical doctor, Dr. Samuel Isaac Moon, who worked for fourteen years hard labor to put himself through medical school. That's a small miracle, isn't it? In itself, yes, you know? of course, and especially during that time. We need to take a, a quick break, but Tony's with us. Stick around; we've got a little smidge left. Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Brr, isn't it chilly? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, snuggling up to a nice warm bowl of homemade soup. Winter on our farm means my brother Sam and his guys are trying to stay warm as they feed all the groups of cows, calves, and heifers out in the elements, milk the 100-cow herd twice a day, and handle all that comes with a working dairy farm, no matter what the weather is. Winter at the Springhouse store means a little slower pace, so it's a great time for our cooks to try out new main dishes, new sides, and new soup recipes like the one I'm enjoying, vegetarian chili. The bakers are even getting in on the act and trying new desserts, too, like chocolate cherry cordial. Stop by for lunch or supper and see what new creations they've come up with today. Good old-fashioned cooking featuring all-natural, farm-fresh ingredients and lots of TLC. The Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring. From Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma. Here's to progress. Tony Turner's with us. So, Tony, sorry, right before the break, you were laying it out. You, you know, your family, all these different people. Yeah, so you've got doctors, you've got educators, you've got learned people. Mm-hmm. And those are all, you know, as you were growing up, you could think, well, you know, you look up to them. You think, you know, those are my models. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I did not have in our family, even though we knew there was racism because it affected, you know, right. everything affected us greatly, okay? Um, even though I knew that, there was no bitterness that floated around. And I believe that was because of the connection to the church you know that that has been our grounding you know in in our family and i believe that it's because of that light that was shown you know in our household we need to have that type of light that's shown to the world and i think that that gives hope you know for the things that we're that we're seeing uh, to change if we can just come together. Because right. if Jesus is for us, right? Who is who can be against us? Right. So the church should be that refuge, that place mm-hmm. that is a model, that is a an incubator of yeah. justice yeah. and truth and hope for the future. Right. And so if our churches aren't doing that, it's a red flag for us, Absolutely. right? That we we need not that we need to leave the church necessarily, but we need to be part of some change. My right. pastor, you know, Bishop Garlinson, uh, says that in a divided society, only the church can model unity. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Well, we certainly need it. You know, and we do ourselves a disservice by by signaling just this day. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, mm-hmm. you know, people are talking about Martin Luther King today and his vision and his dream and all that, but it's far too little. We need this every day. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to fight for it. We need to talk for it. You know, and speaking of talking, um, I remember the one woman, one movement uh, group that uh, we had. It's coming up again in uh, fe- February. There's going to be another one. Tell us about place. that. Uh, it's in uh, the Presbyterian Church. I, I have to get that information okay. to you so you can announce it. But I also wanted to say that there's a uh, there there's another woman uh, in in I was going to bring her today. She had she did her seminary studies on Martin Luther King, and she's actually a white woman. She was. She she grew up in Maryland, Virginia area, and she re- recalls right after Martin Luther King was killed, you know, her parents taking her through Washington and, you know, smelling the smells and seeing the sights. You really need to have her on. Maybe oh, fabulous. Next, Let's next do that. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Also, too, before you leave, let, make sure we talk about the uh, the Gracism Task Force. Give us a few seconds. Okay, yeah, we have a, a, a few. Um, we have four dates that are you know, we're coming up this year and I'll get those to you as well when we have conversations that take place and we can uh, begin to hash it out so we can work it out you know amongst each other very good mm-hmm. Tony we love you thanks so much thanks Tom love you really too. good mm-hmm. stuff Thank you. Tony Turner pastor speaker Gracism Task Force look for it on Facebook if you're of course connected to Facebook the Gracism Task Force hey thanks for being with us stay warm out there and uh, hopefully we'll see you tomorrow just to bundle up because it's brutal. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications.